Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the first ever South End Cinema podcast on the brand new Look and Listen podcast network. I'm your man Leonard, and uh, I will sit here and uh, explain a couple of things to y'all about the way that we're going we're gonna to rock moving forward and, um, you know, talk about a little bit of stuff that I've been watching um, on TV here. So just to break it down, man, as you see, this is called the South End Cinema Podcast, but it's on the Look and Listen Podcast feed. Um, for anybody that's been out there and, and was listening to the show before when I was doing the Look and Listen Podcast, then um, it's, it's the same feed. Any new people, um, yeah, same feed as the other one. What I'm trying to do right now with this is um, actually kind of like break the podcast up. So if you listen to the Lick and Listen previously, or if you go back into the archives on this same um, on this same feed, you'll see that I have Lick and Listen podcast. And as you scroll through, you'll find there's uh, a few different types of episodes that I've recorded over the time that I've been doing this. Um, some of them are called one-on-one episodes where we kind of do like a deep dive where it's like me and a couple other people talking about a particular topic. Um, I've got music mixtapes. Um, I've got some TV and, and mostly TV talk. I don't know if I've done any movies. I can't remember, but, you know, TV talk. Um, so it's kind of like all of those things. And then I think if it's still on there, the very first couple episodes might even be what the podcast was intended to be, which was a um, like a landed spot for a book club that I was trying to do back in the day. Um, which is where the show got its name from, because I was trying to call the, the the book club the Look and Listen Book Club. And the idea behind it was to have um, a, a group of people who either look, a.k.a. read or listen to on audio, you know, like an audible.com. Shout out to Audible, um, you know, listen to the books on there. So it was like, you know, you can choose however you want to go about consuming the material. And then I wanted to do like a a message board and all that kind of stuff where we, you know, talk about certain questions and, you know, discussion topics and all that kind of stuff. And then the podcast was supposed to be, you know, where I bring on a couple people and we kind of go through it, you know, talk about what the book was and, you know, have that that same discussion that we kind of had online on the show. That was the idea that I had. So that's where the show got its name from and everything like that. But the the book club never really took off the way that I wanted it to. So um, I just, you know, kind of remixed it and, and made it, you know, kind of what it was. And I think the one on ones was what I started off doing first. And then over time, I just kind of started branching out and doing other stuff. So what this is, is um, another sort of evolution of what the show is and, and what it could be. Um, you know, as I've been in the podcast game, uh, I think I started doing this in like maybe 2014. And, um, you know, I've, I've been a big fan of a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. And over time, I've seen people, you know, add on premium content and create brand new shows and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, man, I, I think I want to do something like that. Right now, I don't really have an idea for uh, premium stuff, but I, I think that would be cool to do at some point, you know, be able to create a paywall and then put some kind of content, you know, whether it be audio and or video stuff, because I do video production stuff and I'm trying to get back, you know, on the horse with that as well. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, so I was like, you know, I got this, this space, I have this, this RSS feed, you know, how can I kind of, you know, flip it? Cause like I said, I've seen other people do it. Um, you know, I want to give a shout out to Ryan and Karen from the black guy who tips podcast. Um, you know, one of my favorite podcasts, I got two favorite podcasts, the black guy who tips and hot five starter. Those are my, my, they're both tied for first as my favorite. And then everybody else that I listen to, and even the people that I don't listen to anymore, you know, all fall under, uh, you know, they're all number two. So if you're not, if you're not the black guy who tips or hot five starter, you're number two on my list, but that's not a bad place to be. Um, but yeah, I want to shout them out because, you know, they were one of the biggest inspirations to me getting into the podcast game back in the day, but also the way that they evolved their show over time, you know what I'm saying? And they're one of the examples that I'm talking about when I say I've seen people create, um, premium content and sort of, you know, change things up. So just to give you an example of what they did. So on their main show, you know, they basically just cover, um, you know, like current events, politics, um, some random thoughts. Um, they've got a few other segments that they do. You know, they've, they've got some segments that they used to do back in the day. And, and over time, you know, it's kind of changed. Like right now, you know, 2020, 2021, you know, the coronavirus thing is still going around. So they've got a segment about that. Obviously, before 2020, that wasn't a thing. So that wasn't one of the segments that they have. But just to see them evolve the main show over time. And then what they decided to do was that, you know, we want to create a, a premium network where we can kind of dive into some of the other stuff that we want to talk to talk about, but don't necessarily want to get all the way into all these things on our main show. So, you know, they, they will bring up sports um, if it's relevant to something about the main show, but now they have a sports podcast, you know what I'm saying? They got balls, deep sports, and that's behind the paywall. If you want to hear them do a spoiled movie review, they're not going to do that on the free show, which is now exclusively on Spotify. They'll do that behind the paywall. So it's like they created different shows to kind of cover different topics and kind of go deeper into those things. So I was like, yo, I, I think I want to do something like that as well. So, um, you know, about a year ago or something, I created the South End Cinema um, Twitter account. And that's like, you know, if, if you follow me on um, on there, um, if you're not following me on there, make sure you do that. You know, if you're already fucking with at L Brothers Media, then you definitely need to check out at South End Cinema. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where I like mention different things that I'm watching on TV um, documentaries, TV shows, movies, all that kind of stuff. And I came up with a rating system of the, the, the five fist rating system. So, you know, people, some people give you one out of five stars or, you know, one out of five, whatever it is that they do over here, we do the fist, you know what I'm saying? So five is the best one is the worst. Actually, I guess zero would be the worst, but, um, you know, one to five scale on the, on the, the fist, is the the icon for that, you know what I mean? So um I got a lot of stuff over there, you know, because like I said, I've I've had that um Twitter account for about a year or so. So in that time, you know, and I also have an Instagram account for that as well. So you can check that out as well. South End Cinema, all one word, um, on Instagram as well as Twitter. And you know, I just post like a an image. Um, a poster of whatever it is, you know, for example, um, you know, one of the things I want to, you know, chop it up about here today is um, 
like the Netflix joint on Biggie. It's called Biggie. I got a story to tell, you know. So I, I find I found the um the image for that post that and then be like, you know, now watching on uh, Netflix, you know what I'm saying? And I'll give it a rating and all that. And I do that on my main my main joint, my L Brothers Media, um, Instagram and Twitter accounts. But like I said, I created another space for that. So in case you missed it on my main page, if you ever want to take a look at whatever I've been watching or whatever, you can always check out South and Cinema. It's not going to be everything because I don't always post everything that I'm looking at. But a lot of the stuff that I that I've been looking at, you know, is is on those two spots. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I've done some TV talk on the Look and Listen podcast, but I'm not just kind of create a separate vehicle for the TV stuff. So now South End Cinema podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think I'd be able to do the mixtapes like I was doing before because of the way that they're cracking down on um, copywritten music. So I don't think the music mixtapes will will have a, a, a new home. Um, if there's a way that I can kind of figure out how to do playlists or something like that, then maybe I can, you know, finesse it that way. But far as like the ones that I was doing where I would come on and basically be like your DJ for the night, like like your Knife Wonder or, you know, D Nice on IG Live or whatever, you know, just playing songs and, you know, kind of talking in between them and all that, like probably won't be able to do it like I was doing that before. Um, if they're still on the, the feed, then I guess you can listen to them there, but it won't be no new ones, you know, coming out in that in that format. But um the movie and TV stuff, South End Cinema Podcast. The one-on-one episodes, I'm a, I may just call that the one-on-one or something like that. You know what I mean? Just so where those deep dives, you know, me and, and a couple other people having a conversation about a particular topic, that'll be its own thing. And, you know, at some point I may want to try to do interviews or something like that. So sky's the limit in terms of whatever, whatever things may, you know, kind of come out on this on this spot but i wanted to kind of break things up a little bit but like i said it's all on the same feed so all you got to do is just you know follow this rss and anything that i come out with you know will will have its own you know name and you'll see you know sec or you'll see south end cinema however i decide to to write that you'll see that so you'll know that okay well on this episode he's talking about this you know what i'm saying um I may do some movie reviews on on this joint, maybe some stuff that's kind of like this, where I just want to, you know, kind of touch on a few things that I've been looking at recently. Um, and, you know, could be um, like a, like Moji and I, Moji from um, TV Movie Mistress, um, check out her podcast, you know what I'm saying? She and I have covered a couple of different shows together on my show and on her show. You know, we've gone like episode by episode. So there may be some more of that, you know, in the future, but that'll all be right here. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's basically all I wanted to say about that. It's an idea that I've had for a little while, but I just kind of was sitting on it and, you know, thinking about it and overthinking and then be like, well, I don't have it figured out. And it's just one of those things where sometimes you just got to be like, listen, I don't have it all mapped out yet, but let me just go ahead and take this first step. And then from there, we'll go, you know, we'll build from there. You know what I mean? So um, just wanted to give you a, a sort of a a brief sort of introduction to what this is and what, you know, what to expect from here, um, you know, from moving forward from, you know, the podcast version of, of what I do out here. Um, so that's pretty much it with that. 
Um, I did want to mention a few things, you know, just to kind of, you know, get this ball rolling. Like I said, I want to just talk about a few things that I've been watching recently. Um, I mentioned TV a minute ago. And uh, one of the shows that I've been watching on television is uh, is Snowfall. And that was a show. I got to give a shout out to Rod again. You know what I mean? Um, On their uh, premium network, they do balls deep sports, like I said. And that's with him and his homeboy, Justin. Um, And before that, they do what they call a pregame, which is basically them just kind of shooting the shit, talking about a bunch of different things. And then, you know, once they're ready to get into the sports conversations or whatever, then they get into that. So on the pregame, they had been talking about Snowfall for a while. And it was a show that I remember seeing um, the preview for before it came out a few years ago. And I thought it looked pretty interesting. But whenever it came out, I just I just missed it. It's one of those things with FX, man, because Atlanta was like that, too. I remember seeing like the the trailers and the ads and stuff for Atlanta, but I didn't jump on Atlanta when it first came out. It was kind of like I forgot about it. And then once I kind of saw the buzz, I was like, let me go ahead and catch up. So I was able to catch up on Atlanta and then, you know, I was able to ride that wave you know, all the way through. I don't know if that show is coming back or not, but if you can find it on Hulu or um, wherever you can find Atlanta, Donald, Donald Glover's show that was done on um, FX, definitely check that out. That show was was greatness. But it's like, it was like with that show and with Snowfall, you would see a few people on the timeline talking about it, but it wasn't as many people as, as it should have been. You know, it was like, the people that knew about it knew about it, but everybody else was just kind of like in the dark. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, three seasons of Snowfall went by and I hadn't watched them shits. And um, at some point I finally sat down and decided to get into it. I think it was kind of like towards the end of 2019. Um, I said, let me go ahead. It was, I, I think it was like around the holidays. I think it was sometime around that part of the year where I was, you know, off work and, and had some, a lot of time and everything like that. And I said, let me just go ahead and get into this. And so I, I binge watched it and man, that shit was incredible. I mean, it was everything that the guy said it was um, and a lot more. And um, I ended up finishing my binge and was like, you know, just started trying to spread the gospel about Snowfall. Like, yo, y'all got to watch this shit. Telling my coworkers, telling whoever, you know, I could about this show. And um, it's funny because I actually turned my mom onto it. You know what I'm saying? My mom's been staying with me since, um, what, late 2018 or whatever. Uh, she moved here from from Connecticut. That's that's where I'm originally from, but she's originally from North Carolina. I'm in, in North Carolina, or whatever. And um, you know, she moved back down here a few years ago, and she's been staying with me since that time. Um, so, and I didn't know that she was into violent action type movies and stuff until she moved here and you know I'm trying to find I'm trying to find like some Medea type shit and you know like stuff that I feel like an older black person (laughs) would be into you know what I mean I'm like yo you know she don't want to see none of this crazy shit that I might want to watch or whatever so let me try to find something that you know I think is suitable for a person in her age range she's like nah my nigga I want to see the I'm with the shits, you know what I mean? So she was 
she was into. So we watched a lot of action movies and a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff that I was kind of surprised that she would be into. So after I did my, my snowfall binge, I was like, yo, this is right up her alley. This is the type of shit that she liked. So I was like, yo, Ma, you want to watch this show? And um, so I told her about it and everything, and we started watching it. And, you know, at first I wasn't sure she was all the way into it because, you know, at the beginning, you know, they're setting everything up. So it's there's there's some action in there in the beginning and everything. You see where it's going. But, you know, they got to build this world and everything. So I wasn't sure she was going to be all the way with it. But um, eventually, you know, she was like, yo, I really like that show. So then we we just kept going and we, we went all the way through and got her all caught up and everything. And so now we're in season four, and this is the first time that I've been able to watch the show live week to week. Um, and she hasn't been watching it live with me because it comes on at 10. So she she's usually in the bed by that time or whatever. But, you know, sometime in between when the episode actually airs and the, you know, between then and when the next one comes out the following week, you know, we usually squeeze it in. Um, so we've been watching it and it's been great, man. You know, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that's, that's out there listening. Maybe, um, once the season is over, we can do a a deeper dive, you know, where we kind of do a a review of the whole uh, season. I think that would be pretty dope, you know, to get a, maybe a couple people on, maybe even try to see if I get moms to, to get on the mic and, and, and talk about what she thinks about it. But, I just want to say that season four of Snowfall has been great, man. It's been, um, you know, they were building everything up and they were kind of connecting it because it's kind of was like like three storylines that were all they were kind of interconnected from the beginning, but they were presented, you know, much more separately. And as they continue to go through the first three seasons, you start to see how they really are connected to one another. And once they started with this full season, they just hit the ground running. And for everybody that's out there watching Snowfall, y'all know what I'm talking about. And I think there's only like a couple episodes left. I think there's um, today is Tuesday. There's, I think, tomorrow's episode and then maybe like two more after that or something like that. So we don't have much more time. So, you know, it's going to get crazier between now and um, the end of the season. But if you're not watching Snowfall, you need to get up on that shit, man. You can find it on FX. You can find it on demand. Um, It's on Hulu. The first three seasons are all on Hulu. And they've been putting the new episodes on like the day afterwards. So the episodes air on Wednesday. They've been putting them up on Hulu on uh, Thursday. So if you were to go ahead and listen to this and then do a, a serious binge and everything like that, you basically could could get everything in um as it as it has, you know, been presented or whatever. Um y'all got to forgive me. I'm just kind of just kind of rambling here, just trying to, you know, kind of going. I don't really have any notes. I'm not really like fully prepared to do a whole speech about all of this stuff. I just got a few things that I jotted down just because, like I said, I just wanted to get on here and just kind of, you know, give you all a little something and, and get this this first little step with this South End Cinema shit going. The next thing I wanted to mention was the Snyder Cut. Everybody was talking about the Snyder Cut of uh, Justice League. Um, I watched that. Um, well, when did I watch that? Uh, over the weekend, I think. Yeah, it was over the weekend I watched that. 
It was good. I didn't see the original joint, you know, the the um the Joss Whedon version of the, the film that everybody hated. <laughs> I never saw that, you know, because I'm I'm into the comic book movies and everything like that, but with DC, I'm I'm not really as pressed to watch the, the DC live shits because they haven't been as good as the Marvel stuff, you know, just keeping it 1,000. You know, Marvel is really great with the live action joints and DC does the animated joints very well. So pretty much any animated DC film that comes out, I'm on it. But the live action stuff, I haven't really been so pressed to see. And I really fucking hated um, Batman versus Superman. So when they said, oh, Justice League is up next, I was like, whatever. And I never I never, you know, saw it in the movie theater and just never got around to watching it. Then obviously we're all aware of all the buzz that came about, you know, with the um the Snyder cut. Um and actually I just kind of found out more about that recently, you know, from watching the film and, and seeing people react to it and everything like that. I didn't realize at the time that he pretty much finished the movie um when he shot it, but his one of his children, his daughter, committed suicide, which is a sad and unfortunate situation. Um, rest in peace to her and, you know, shout out to their family because, you know, no matter what you think about, you know, him and, and his style and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, having one of your children dies is a terrible situation, especially if, you know, if, if they feel like for whatever reason or reasons that they need to take their own life. So that was that was a pretty sad situation. But from what they say, he was, you know, 80, 90 percent done with the film at the time. And then because of that, he had to, you know, pull away. And then, you know, from what they say, Josh Whedon came in and, you know, had like I saw I heard somebody say he had like 80 pages of new material that he added. And of the 80 or 90 percent that Snyder had had shot, they only used about 10 percent of that. So it was really a brand new film that he created, I guess. Um, so because I never got around to it, um, you know, when when the buzz about this came out and everybody was like, yo, it's coming out in March. I was like, all right, I'll check that out. And I guess it just made sense to me to just watch this version. Like I never I still haven't seen the other one. You know, but I was like, I'm going to just watch this one because this is what the film was supposed to be. It's four fucking hours. So, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> it would have needed to be cut. It w- we wouldn't have gotten this, but some two and a half to three hour version of this is what was actually, you know, intended for this movie to be. So that's what I decided to watch. And I thought it was pretty good Um, on the the Twitter and on the uh the Instagram page, I think I gave it a three and a half out of five. Um, I think my comments were basically like the fact that it was four hours definitely, you know, made me take off some points. The fact that it was a four by three aspect ratio definitely made me take off some points. And I didn't like none of the stuff with the flash. I thought the intro to him was stupid. Um, I hated the fact that they um, they made pretty much all of his scenes you know where he was using the speed force they slowed this nigga down like he's he's a fucking speedster why are you slowing him down for you know what i'm saying i thought that was dumb and i thought that he used the slow motion stuff way too much throughout the film but that's like part of snyder's um that's part of his stilo so i guess that was to be expected but um and i also didn't like the way that the flash ran like why it looked like he was swimming or some shit i don't know what that was but um, overall, I thought the movie was pretty good. Um, 
you know, there's obviously some things that could have been changed and a lot of stuff that would have needed to be cut down in order to make it, you know, worthy of being at a movie theater. But since we're not in theaters right now, you know, it actually made sense for the four hour version of it. So um, I think I gave that a three and a half out of five. So pretty decent film. I'm going to try to look at it again at some point and, you know, see what's up with it. Um, The next thing I want to talk about um, is this new joint on Amazon Prime called Invincible. I don't know nothing about this. You know what I'm saying? It was just something that I seen a trailer for. It looked pretty dope. And um, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to check it out. And from what I know, I think it was done by Robert Kirkman, the guy that did The Walking Dead. And, um, you know, he... He was he's not working with Marvel or DC. It's an independent company. And they they created this joint called Invincible. And um that shit is pretty dope. Like I said, I don't know anything about this character, this universe, or none of that. So everything that I that I know or whatever is whatever I saw in these first three episodes. And it's violent as hell. Um I've heard a little bit about, you know, some of the source material stuff, but I I, I tried to stay away from that. I haven't, um, you know, because I don't want to get spoiled on it. I'm guessing that what Amazon Prime is going to do is what they did with the boys where um, they drop the first few episodes together and then go week by week. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. So we'll see about that. But the first three episodes are on Amazon Prime right now. And uh, they're pretty good, man. They they each about like forty five minutes, somewhere in that range, forty to forty five minutes. Um, so I would definitely uh, recommend that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that you know how that continues to go, like you know how the story builds and you know where where we go from here. Because you know what I've seen so far is pretty impressive. Uh, the next thing that I want to talk about real quick is a documentary on Netflix that I looked at called The Last Blockbuster, which is pretty uh, was pretty interesting. It's about the last blockbuster store. All my old heads out there, I know y'all remember Blockbuster Video and just video stores in general, like Hollywood Video and um, places like that. You know what I mean? Um, so that was pretty interesting. Um, I think the last blockbuster, the actual store, I think is in was in either Washington State or Ohio. I may be wrong about that, but I want to say it was Ohio, but I could be wrong. Um, and it's it's ironic that <laughs> that the documentary is on Netflix, which is basically what killed Blockbuster Video. And um, I watched another documentary about that a while ago, and they were actually talking about how um, the people from Blockbuster actually had an opportunity to buy Netflix when Netflix was in its early stages. But obviously they didn't do that. And part of the reason why is because they couldn't see the vision. They didn't they didn't have the forward, the ability to think forward and to think ahead and, and kind of see what could happen with this um, with this platform. Because, you know, when Netflix first started, it was a, a DVD service. It was like kind of like what Blockbuster was. But it was instead of you going to a, a brick and mortar store, you know, you they would send you the stuff. So you would just order whatever you want. You would go on their website. You see a list of movies, pick whatever you wanted, and then they would send it to you in the mail. Kind of like how Amazon would just mail you whatever you, you know, whatever you, whatever you got. Right. So 
Um, that's the way that it started. And then eventually they started doing the streaming thing and all of that. But somewhere in that early, you know, that maybe first couple of years or something like that, Blockbuster actually had an opportunity to buy them. But they were like, nah, we good. And then obviously, as we know, eventually things fell apart for them and for just video stores in general, because they're not the only one. Um, they were the biggest one, though. And, you know, now we've got one blockbuster video left. And that was the story of it. And it was a pretty interesting, pretty interesting um, documentary to watch. So I would definitely check that out if you're looking up for something to watch um, on Netflix. I uh, got a couple more here and I'm going to get out of here. Um, the next one is what I mentioned earlier. Biggie, I got a story to tell. That's on Netflix as well. And man, that was an incredible joint, man. I think I gave that five fists. Um, the things that I really enjoyed about it the most was that first off, like I learned a lot of stuff about Big that I didn't know. You know, there's been documentaries about him and, you know, features about him and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's basically the same, you know, information that you, you know, pretty much already knew. And there's also a lot of focus on, you know, the beef with Tupac and the so-called East Coast, West Coast thing, which I always thought was some bullshit. I never bought into that. I think that was just a, a title that they slapped on it to sell magazines and all that type of thing. But that's another story. We can have that conversation another day. But I really enjoyed this documentary and I really highly recommend this joint, especially if you're a hip hop fan. But even if you're not really a hip hop fan, I would imagine that Biggie is one of those people that everybody knows. Obviously, those of us in the culture, we know him and love him because of what he meant to us. But even if you're a person that is not really familiar with him as much as you know, you know his name but you don't really know much about him as a person or as an artist, I would definitely recommend it to you too, because you learn a lot about this man and, you know, the person that he was. Um, you know, you see stuff and like, for example, you know, in his rhymes, you know, he talked about certain situations and named certain people and all that. You get a chance to put names with faces, you know, saying like, I'll give you an example. Um, on the song I'm Missing You on his second album, which is called Life After Death, which actually um, today is March 30th. I believe that album dropped on March 25th of 97. And of course, Biggie was murdered on March 9th of that year. So he never even got a chance to see the album come out. He was actually murdered um, in LA right after a, um, a listening party for that album. So it was all in prep to, for this joint to come out. And unfortunately, he never made it to to see, you know, the thing come out and the people, you know, love it and embrace it like we did. But there's a song on and it's a double album. I think it's on the second. I bought the tape when I originally got it. You know what I'm saying? I had the tape. So on the second tape or second CD, there's a song called I Miss You. And there's a part in there where he talks about his man, O. Like, yo, my man, O got killed and, you know, that shit fucked me up and blah, blah, blah. In this documentary, you actually get a chance to see who that person was. You see pictures of this guy. You hear how he and Biggie became friends and, you know, the nature of their relationship and, and actually how he was killed. So, you know, you get a chance to make the connection, connect the dots 
of, you know, some of the stories that you've heard Biggie, you know, mention, you know, you've heard him talk about Sea Gutter, where you at? You see Sea Gutter, you know, you see um, D-Rock, Little Caesars in there. Of course, his mom is in there, but you also get his grandmother, his 96-year-old grandmother that lives in Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? She was in there. You saw one of his uncles that lives in Jamaica that he was a, a very close to. Um, you know, so you get things like that. There was a jazz musician. I forget the brother's name. Forgive me for that. But there was a jazz musician that lived um, in his neighborhood or like down the street or something like that. And um, he had been on tour with Miles Davis and, you know, a lot of legendary jazz players. And, you know, he he knew Biggie when Biggie was young, like, you know, as like as a teenager or whatever. And he took him under his wing and was showing him about jazz. He said, I was trying to groom him to become a jazz artist. But because of the times and because of what was going on or whatever, his ear was more tuned to hip hop. But he was like, I want you to study jazz music. And he mentioned a, a, a drummer. And he talked about how this particular drummer had a different, unique style or whatever. And he was teaching Big, like, yo, if you could say your rhymes in, in, in you know, a, a melody like this, then you'd be kind of nice. Like, and that made me think about when I heard um, Rakim on the Juan Epstein podcast with Cypher Sounds and um, Rosenberg, Peter Rosenberg. I heard that interview. They did an interview with Rakim, like, I don't know, maybe like 20... 15 somewhere around there and I remember Rakim talking about how his family was very much into music and how he used to be a, a saxophone player and he said when he started rhyming he wanted to sound like a saxophone and when I heard him say that it was like the light bulb came on because those of y'all that are hearing what I'm saying right now if you never heard that story before Think about Rakim's rhymes. The way that he rhymed was like a saxophone. Like, you know, he he said he basically would have a melody in his head and then, you know, say, okay, this is the way that I want to flow on this record. And then he would just figure out what the words were later. So, you know, but he would come up with that first, right? And then figure out what words to say that would fit in and flow into that. You know what I'm saying? So when this guy said that about Biggie, it made me think about Rakim because that was the same thing. It was like, you know, basically come up with the drum pattern, like figure out like what a, you know, what a drummer could say on this, you know, particular, um, you know, in, in, in this particular song or whatever, and then figure out how to craft your words to sound like that. So you get a lot of things like that um, in this documentary. I think they did a great job of of talking about um, about you know just the person that Big was and what he meant to people, and and you get like really interesting tidbits of of all of those things, and then you know you also get like. You know, sort of a tour of Brooklyn, you know, because when they mention certain places and things like that, they show you um, some graphics of, you know, of where exactly these locations are and all that kind of stuff. So very well made. I gave it five fists and I definitely would highly, highly recommend this joint to uh, to anybody that, that wants to just learn a little bit more about B Smalls, man, the notorious B.I.G. Um and then the last thing that I wanted to mention before I get out of here was uh, called Age of Samurai, The Battle for Japan. And that was also on Netflix. Real good joint, man. Real interesting. Um, 
yo, these Japanese people, there was there was some wild cowboys, man. They were, they were getting busy, man. Like it was it was very violent. Like they had a lot of um, they had a lot of interviews in there. Um, they had a lot of experts and historians who were sort of telling the stories. They did a lot of uh, reenactments. That's why I say it was violent because there were a lot of reenactments of um, some of the battles and, and the situations that they discuss within the film. Um, and it was it was very interesting to see the way that, um, you know, they were able to, you know, handle their business at that time. Um, so it's like a history, a history lesson, um, but it's presented to you in, in the form of a documentary. Um, it's a few episodes. Each of them are around an hour or so, but I definitely would recommend that. You know, and that's one thing that like if you follow the South End Cinema joints and or my regular L Brothers Media stuff or whatever, like you'll see I be all over the place, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I watch I have so many different interests, you know, so I, I cover a lot of different things. Like I could be watching that, you know, one minute, then watch the biggie thing right after it and then watch something, you know, <laughs> about Greek mythology after that. You know what I mean? So, you know, we kind of all over the map in terms of interest and what I find entertaining. But um, I just wanted to drop a few of those things on you. Like I said, we'll figure out where we're going to go from here after that. Um, I do think that I want to, you know, do a, like a, a review of this season of Snowfall at some point. Um, so I'll try to, you know, get that together and, and, you know, we'll just do, we'll do some more of these. I got plenty of more things that I could mention, but I just wanted to mention these. I think it was like six that I just talked about. So, you know, we'll just roll with that for right now. And, um, I'm gonna go ahead and get on out of here and uh, we'll be back sometime soon, man, with the, the South End Cinema podcast and, you know, some more stuff from, you know, the other things that I was mentioning earlier, man. You know, I'll try to come up with some one on ones and some more flavors, man, and just kind of get back into this podcasting thing and, um, you know, just kind of have some fun, man. It's It's been a crazy year, man. Like I was just thinking about it earlier. You know, we're at the end of March 21 right now. A year ago was when everything started going crazy with this COVID shit, man. So, you know, there's so many things that have happened, you know, with me and with everybody else out there. There's, there's a lot of different topics that we could dive into um, and check out the COVID episode. I think I, I did that with um with Mr. Span from Span Report podcast and um, my girl Moji. I think we did that like. I want to say July or something like that of last year. We did a whole COVID-19 thing, man. So if you haven't heard that, it's probably the last episode before this one. You know what I mean? But go back and check that out. Check out some other stuff that you might be interested in um, that's on this feed. And uh, I'll holler at y'all sometime soon, man. All right, man. South End Cinema Podcast, we out.